Seriously Simple T4 Training. I'm your host, Lee Axon, and guess where I am today? Sunny Sutherland in the pissing rain yet again. Unbelievable. Misha and I were just in the town um, a couple of hours ago. Vests and shorts, and lo and behold, within about 20 minutes, it was like a uh, a picturesque view of Mordor and Lord of the Rings. Absolutely disgraceful. Anyway, um, I'm sitting, supping some skinny tea. I've decided to quit bodybuilding. I found um, a new way to lose weight and tone up. I just need two of these tea bags a day. Ugh. That'd be ripped to shreds. So, podcast number six. Here we go. And thank you so much for the feedback. As I say every time, I do appreciate it. Uh, and I've had all the previous podcasts and still people come up uh, and ask me when I'm doing the next one. So I've got quite a few things to go through today. Hopefully I'll try not to keep you too long. Hope you'll find it interesting. Um, so I'm going to just cover off, uh, you know, what's been happening since the last time. Um, talk about a live video, which uh, we just did yesterday, which has had 9,500 views. Uh, a documentary called Icarus. I'm going to touch on a, a couple of famous bodybuilders in the news at the moment. Um, I'm going to speak about alcohol and its effects on training. And that's been uh, an email I received from a, an Exercise for Less member, Wolfie. I'm also going to talk about uh, why you should eat before training as well as what and when. And that's really on the back of uh, a number of new clients um, that we've received over the past couple of months that come to us on the assumption that they are already Olympic level athletes and uh, crash and burn quite miserably. Okay, and uh, a couple of gym rants as well, and a news flash at the end. And uh, I'll also give you a little insight on what we'll be covering on podcast seven. So I've spent the past couple of weeks detailing lots and lots of things, and, and I want to talk about and obviously researching. You know, there's people out there all set to discredit me, so uh, I've been researching as much as I can. So, what's been happening since the last time? Well, same old, same old. You know, we do lead quite a repetitive life, as you know, we are personal trainers, and uh, mainly focusing on client renewals and signing one or two uh, new clients up, as we've managed to get a couple of extra spaces here and there. Uh, last week, uh, I delivered myself 34 hours of personal training, and now I'm managing to, to cut back, actually, the hours that I'm working, because the revenue generation at the minute is through the roof, and there's only so much time I want to spend working. I do like my uh, time off. So at the moment, I'm doing Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, from uh, 6 in the morning to 12 midday, and that's back-to-back clients, and uh, I do a Monday evening for about three hours Tuesday the same have a Wednesday night off 
Thursday I work a few hours, uh, I've got a Friday night off and a Saturday and a Sunday off as well. So I'm in a pretty good place at the moment. Uh, so far this month, uh, number one in the company, that's exercise for less. Misha currently holding a good position at number three on the chase. She beat me last month. Um, so good competition between us, top of the shop. Uh, so I guess with all the, the hate crimes against us, we must be doing something right. Uh, go figure that one out. Yesterday morning was a, sorry, afternoon was a, a really interesting time for us. Early on in the week, uh, Nisha and I were sent an email from Exercise for Less Head Office saying they were wanting to launch Forfeit Friday. Forfeit is obviously the branding of their personal training scheme. And uh, what they wanted to know was, uh, would we be available to do the first ever live video? And it was going to be question and answers, a little bit about what Forfeit is. Selling, uh, you know, elements of the club, but obviously putting more spin on it. Anyway, um, the feedback was amazing absolutely amazing it's had nine and a half thousand views so far um we got a few emails within half an hour from head office from a couple of different people saying it was incredible to watch would we like to be the face of forfeit moving forward and do continual videos every friday they were originally just going to you know maybe try different clubs but uh they, they want us to do it direct now so um like i say we've now been asked to be the faces of forfeit for this particular project for the foreseeable future which is really good because we love doing videos uh you know it's good for us all about education and, and trying to inspire uh, that's why i'm so against black pudding for f's sake okay uh, recently this week as well uh we've just watched a fantastic documentary that i totally recommend on netflix it's called icarus so i see a-r-u-s so the r in the middle is spelled quite it is reversed i suppose they're trying to be uh, Quite socially clever anyway um, it's basically about uh, doping in sports um, on the back of Lance Armstrong but a wider history uh, going sort of around the world but uh, predominantly it's focusing on Russian athletes and uh, this guy he's uh, an American journalist and he's also an amateur cyclist he's followed the whole Lance Armstrong thing since day one uh, he's looked to him as a hero as I suppose most people around the world did excuse me and um he took part in the race himself a few years ago i think he got 14th he said but the people in the top 10 were just unbelievable they were so far advanced so that's got him thinking okay i need to know more about doping so he got in touch with um the guy who created the whole um dope testing uh, protocol for the olympics about 25 years ago and uh, he wanted to know about doping and cheating the system. And it was really interesting. This guy said, I've tested Lance Armstrong 50 times. And he passed the test 50 times. Obviously, we know what happened in the back of that. Anyway, this guy wants to, you know, run a, an experiment. He wants to see how his body can progress for cycling. But he also wants to understand, can he cheat the system? And he asks this guy, to, uh, who's a bit elderly now, will he be involved? And the guy says yes. And then later on, he actually says no. He says there's a, an opportunity that you know my whole legacy is going to be um, thrown under the bus. However, I'll point you in the direction of a, a guy in Russia. Anyway, so you got to put in, uh, in touch with a guy in Russia. That's all I'm going to say from now. Amazing. Absolutely incredible. Um, I don't know if you recall 
but uh, the entire Russian Olympic team was scheduled to be banned for last year's Olympic Games. And, uh, so I totally recommend it. Anybody that's just interested in a good documentary, it doesn't have to be regarding sports or anything like that. So yeah, that's really, really interesting. Um, <clears throat> Rich Piana, don't know if people out there listening have heard of Rich Piana. Mr. Synthal, as I suppose he's, he's known as well. Um, an ex-amateur bodybuilder. He has 5% nutrition. And uh, if you go on his Instagram and you type in his, uh, his handle, one day you may, so it's number one day, letter U, and then may, one day you may. I just Google search him, Rich Piana, um, probably one of the most well-known fitness celebrities on planet Earth at the moment. He's in hospital this week. I don't know if anybody's seen. He's placed into an induced coma by all accounts. Um, he is not going to die. That's the, that's the feedback that's being given from the, to the press through various sources. However, very interesting, um, the fact that he is in hospital in a coma. Um, I suppose I've well, I was looking on social media, etc., and pretty much everybody was being quite respectful, saying, you know, we wouldn't wish this on anybody. However, it's clearly steroids. And it actually, is it or is it not? You know, it's a whole different subject, uh, steroids. Um, but if you've heard of Rich Piana and you haven't heard he was in hospital, um, yeah, you probably want to check that one out. Okay, so has anybody heard of Flex Wheeler? So uh, Kenneth Flex Wheeler, who was uh, born in 1965, he's a, he's a retired American professional bodybuilder. Uh, he won the Arnold Classic uh, a then record five times. And uh, he was once described by Arnold Schwarzenegger as one of the greatest bodybuilders he'd ever seen. If you've heard of Ronnie Coleman, Ronnie Coleman was the eight times Mr. Olympia. And he said Wheeler was the best bodybuilder he ever competed against. So Flex Wheeler is 52 years old now, and uh, those in the know uh, will know that he's uh, he's going to be back on the Mr. Olympia stage um, in about four weeks' time. So he retired in 2003, or he announced his retirement in 2000, so he's been off the game quite a while, and um, there are different categories in bodybuilding. Um, you've got what's called the Open, where you can you know, just be any size you want, or over 212 pounds and then you've got the 212 division so your maximum weight you can be is 212 pounds and then you've got a, a recent um edition a couple of years ago called classic physique it's a, it's a bit more symmetrical it, it's, it's an older as it's titled classic uh, look so he's going back into that and one of the reasons he's going back into that i think it's probably to do with his age there's only so much uh, so much uh, muscle impact back on a, a body at that age but also, um, you know, he only has uh, one kidney. Um, he, he claims it was a genetic disease that he had, um, which had, he had one of his kidneys removed. Um, obviously, taking massive amounts of steroids for over the years wouldn't help a, a hereditary condition like that. Um, anyway... The reason I mention him is uh, Chris Hagen, who's a member of Exercise Less, uh, messaged me, asked me what I thought his forearms were compared to his biceps. <clears throat> so the rumours always been with regards to his biceps and his triceps uh, that he's had uh, synthol injections. If anybody knows what synthol is or doesn't know what synthol is, basically it's, it's an oily residue that can be injected around the muscle. And it sort of sits around the muscle and it swells the muscle cells and the skin up 
and it gives that illusion of um, muscularity. And at the moment, um, his forearms look like Sparrow's ankles, Chris, if that's what you're wondering. I think his forearms look horrendous. Um, they look like he's never trained in his life. Uh, a bit like, you know, the no leg trainers, how you've got great upper bodies and then little uh, chicken legs. It looks like he's just got a little chicken forearm, Chris. So my opinion is um, it looks really ridiculous. And actually, I don't like his entire look at the moment as well. I'm not really interested to see what he looks like. Um, I'm not sure, though, Chris, if you knew why he didn't uh, appear in the 1997 Mr. Olympia. Um, so by all accounts, according to Flex Wheeler, he was... Uh, he had an attempted carjacking by ninjas and uh, he managed to chop their guns in half and uh, after then placed them all in a coma. In the process of that, though, apparently he broke his arm. Uh, the other rumour is uh, he couldn't pay his drug dealers. So there you go. But he sticks by the, uh, the story that he was attacked by <laughs> ninjas and they tried to steal his car. Um, so there you go. Deal with that one. Okay, I'll have some more skinny tea because I feel fat. I was going to, uh, I was going to go to the gym again, but I just had some skinny tea. Okay, so let's move on to some other stuff. So alcohol while training. What are my thoughts from Stephen Wolf, Wolfie? Okay, let me just bring some notes up. Um, so this is this is my opinion. I've done a lot of research and that. And I like a drink on a weekend. I have a, a couple of Jack Daniels. And recently, on a Thursday night, depending um, how I'm feeling, um, I might have a small Jack Daniels then as well. However, I'm a serious trainer, and I guess most people are. So, in reality, it, it doesn't matter whether you're a casual exerciser, uh, if you're in the gym every day, or if you're competing regular, say, football matches or athletic events. Anyone who cares about playing sport or keeping fit needs to really understand the effects of alcohol and how it uh, can have on their performance. Now, not having a balanced approach to alcohol could be what gets in the way of you reaping the rewards from all the work that you've put in. And I did some research, and the figures from Sport England show that more people are taking part in sport than they ever used to. For example, during the year uh, to March 2015, 15.5 million people aged 16 and over in England played sport at least once a week and that's actually an increase they've said more than 1.4 million since 2005 uh, which was the first year of the survey so it's proof I suppose that we're getting more active um, but is this move to a healthier lifestyle counteracted by our alcohol consumption we've got to ask so I thought we'd look on the effects of alcohol on sports performance so overall um, alcohol is, is detrimental to sports performance because of how it affects the body during exercise. And it does this in two main ways. Firstly, because alcohol is a diuretic, that means it can dehydrate you. Drinking too much can lead to dehydration because the alcohol makes your kidney produce more urine. Exercising uh, quite soon after drinking alcohol uh, can make this dehydration worse because you sweat as your body temperature rises. 
So combined sweating and the due uh, diuretic effect of exercise will make dehydration uh, much more likely. Uh, you need to be hydrated, obviously, when you exercise to maintain the flow of blood through your body, which is essential for circulating oxygen and the nutrients to your muscles. And we tell you that when you know we're training you, and certainly that's why we want you to do a warm-up before every single session. So if I can just get a little play dig in there, that's why when you have your sessions with us booked in, we need you here earlier so you can get on the treadmill or the bike for five to ten minutes and start getting your circulation going. Please do us a favour. Anish and I are extremely busy. We're back to back. All we ask is that you be on time. You know yourself in business. If somebody's late for a meeting, it pisses you off, okay? Dehydration obviously um, leads to reduced performance, guys, and, and that's a fact. And I know from my younger years, um, you know, I've tried training on a Sunday morning after heavy night on a Saturday night, and it's not been a good performance. Hydration obviously also helps control your body's temperature, so you're more likely to overheat if you've been drinking alcohol. Secondly, alcohol interferes with the way your body makes energy, because when you're metabolizing or breaking alcohol down, the liver can't produce as much glucose, which means you have low levels of blood sugar, which is one of the reasons as well that you find that you can't sort of call upon energy. Now, exercise, as we know, requires high levels of sugar to give you energy. And if your liver isn't producing enough glucose, your performance will be adversely affected. That's a fact, guys, okay? So remember, if your body is forced to run from your uh, supplies of fat rather than blood sugar, you will be slower and have less energy and won't be able to exercise as intensely. Uh, and this is only if you eat a normal diet with carbs, by the way, okay? Eating a ketogenic diet is completely different because your body is already in a process of recruiting fat. So we're not talking about if you're on a keto diet, what, what is this the same thing that will happen? No, this is about a, a standard diet, okay? Now, as a result of all this, your coordination, your dexterity, your concentration and your reactions will certainly be adversely affected too. And both of these effects are immediate, which is why it's not advised, obviously, to exercise or compete in any sport, such as the gym or anything at all, after drink, um, drinking alcohol. I mean, that should, be, that should be quite apparent for everybody. So what about exercising the day after the night before, Sunday morning, for example, okay? Now, drinking alcohol the night before certainly could have a negative influence on your performance as well on the following day, is it's not possible to perform at your best if you're feeling any of the effects normally associated with a hangover, such as dehydration, a headache, and hypersensitivity to outside stimuli, you know, such as light and sound. Even if you're not experiencing uh, the symptoms of a hangover, exercising the day uh, after drinking alcohol can mean uh, you have an all-round lower quality training session or, or sports experience. You know, you lack strength and power. Uh, you'll be less likely to make split-second decisions and more likely to feel tired quicker because your body won't be able to clear out the lactic acid you produce when you exercise. And this is because your liver will be working harder to get rid of the toxic byproducts of alcohol in your system. And for all those reasons, I and Nisha certainly suggest avoiding alcohol the night before exercise, whether you're due to go for a heavy session at the gym or compete in a team game. Just don't do it, okay? Um, I know for a fact we've had a, a couple of clients over the, the periods of time we've been doing personal training that are due in on a Sunday morning or a Saturday morning and cancel 
No one flying well had been out the night before. Just a waste of a session, guys. It's a, it's a bad show. Yeah, however, if you do decide to drink, uh, we'd certainly advise just sticking to one, stick into one drink uh, with your food. Obviously, you don't need to be a killjoy. What I would say, though, is whether you have a drink the day before training session or workout, you need to make that choice. Ultimately, we're just here to advise and guide you. I'm just giving you some facts and, and, and advice. There's no gun at your head what you do either way. It's your decision, okay? But definitely think twice before drinking the day before. Maybe it's a CrossFit competition, a football match with the lads, uh, or coming to see Nishirai. Because I can tell you now, and some of you will testify, we'll go double hard on you. Okay. Similarly, similarly, sorry, uh, drinking after exercise is, is not advisable. If you haven't consumed enough water to replace the fluids you've lost, uh, I recommend sticking to uh, at least two litres of water a day, maybe three, and also the government's low-risk alcohol unit guidelines. You can find them on Google. I, I did quite easily. And certainly alternating with soft drinks because having a greater amount than this uh, after exercise is, is more likely to make you crave stodgy. Uh, high in calorie foods which obviously could affect your sports performance later down the line if you you put on weight as a result when nobody wants that i mean that's the reason you go to the gym isn't it to look and feel better certainly drinking too much and eating calorific foods what's well, going to cancel out the health gains of the exercise your body would have benefited from so just a waste of your time really uh, there's obviously longer term effects to consider as well uh, indeed, alcohol is high in sugar, which means alcohol contains lots of calories. It's, uh, it's seven calories per gram, in fact, which is almost as, as high as fat. Uh, fat is nine calories per gram. Uh, so if you aim in the gym or through exercise is weight management, then, I mean, it seems quite paradoxical to consume empty calories in, in liquid form. Alcohol can also slow down the amount of calories you're able to burn through exercise, you know, as a result of that. Uh, and that's because your body isn't designed to store alcohol in what it's doing all the time. It just tries to expel it as quickly as possible. And obviously this gets in the way of other processes, including absorbing nutrients in food or, and burning fat. And muscle gain as well. You know, people that's interested in building muscle, this can be affected as well. Um, alcohol can disrupt sleep patterns and growth hormones, which are, are vital for, for muscle growth. And uh, these are the growth hormones are released when you're in a deep sleep. So, uh, you know, you're going to get less of those if you come in uh, with alcohol in your system quite often. And it can also reduce the amount of testosterone. Uh, that's a hormone you need to gain muscle. Uh, so it could reduce that level that you have in your blood. And certainly drinking alcohol excess can poison muscle fibers, which I learned recently as well. And this means they, they won't adapt as they should for actually up to three days. That's a massive amount of time. Uh, I couldn't deal with that at all. So what about your heart rate? Okay, we're talking just about your normal heart functions. And most worryingly, drinking can increase the potential for unusual heart rhythms. Uh, this is a risk which significantly increases during exercise up to two days after heavy alcohol consumption. Um, how much you need to drink to be at risk depends on the individual, obviously, and the gender, the height, the weight, etc. But the risk increases if you're an irregular drinker. Uh, this is because the activity itself already increases your heart rate. And with a lot of alcohol in your system, you put extra stress on the organ. Other long-term impacted seams of alcohol, uh, such as heart disease, cancer, and liver disease. And these could stop you taking part in exercise and sport altogether. You know, your internal organs could degrade so far, you totally give up, you know, activities that you love. And nobody wants that. 
drinking alcohol while recovering from a sports injury as well. This is a real important one. I know uh, a recent uh, client of mine who's just started, a fella uh, who's a massive gym goer, is currently off work at the moment. Uh, he's had a terrible accident at work and uh, he's really on, uh, he's on a downer, if I'm honest with you. And uh, he's made some, what appears to be some very unhealthy food choices. Um, not too sure about the alcohol choices, but in general, sports performance is, is dramatically impaired when you drink after you've had an injury. Uh, you'll be out of action for longer because the recovery process slows down. It's difficult to quantify, I suppose, exactly how much you have to drink to uh, all of this process but what we do know is that alcohol causes the blood vessels of the skin the arms and the legs to open up so increased blood, su blood supply makes an injury bleed and swell even more um, sensitive suppose the bottom line is um you know use your brain be sensible and don't be silly think of your body first for the long game not the short game um i know for example there's far too many dad and mum bods out there in lads and lasses in their 20s. Uh, some absolutely horrendous shapes, looking like bags of hammers. Um, so hopefully, you know, that's a, a bit of an insight and hopefully, Stephen, that answers your question. <clears throat> I'm hoping that you're not just looking for some great news that allows you to continue, you know, some of your, your lifestyle choices. And that goes for everybody and thinking there's a, there's a way around this. There isn't really, I, I like to say, you make one choice or the other. Um, so there you go. Now, um, more often than not, uh, when Nish and I um, maybe you know, get a new client over the time that I've been in personal training, um, we do encourage people to make sure that they have something to eat beforehand. And certainly it goes on with classes that's run as well, you know, uh, that require weights. There's a lot of people who come to classes or come to work out and they haven't fed themselves properly. Um, you get a million different excuses and uh, they ultimately have a really, really bad time. I can't tell you how many times a new client or indeed just a, a general gym, gym uh, goer, sorry, rolls up to the gym without anything on the stomach and expects to trade blows with Mr. or Mrs. Intensity. That's us, by the way. And obviously ends up getting knocked out in round one. Um, so I really, I wanted to start by talking about uh, why you should be eating pre-workout. And I don't mean eating actual pre-workout as in that shite that you can buy. I'm talking about eating before you come to do a training session. Now, many people, including myself, carry out what's called fasted cardio. I just start seeing it. I do mine at four o'clock in the morning. And uh, a lot of people do this in an attempt to, to burn and lose body fat. But unless you're carrying this cardio out as early as me or certainly around 6 to 7 a.m. in the morning, you know, when the gym opens, you need to fuel your body before each and every workout, okay? Ultimately, you should picture your body like a car. And I use a lot of car analogies. I'm the analogy king, by the way, if you hadn't realized. Um, because obviously you can't expect to drive from Sunderland to London, or no, I'd love to, uh, with no petrol in the tank, can you? You know, if, if you're looking to perform and train at your best, you need to make sure your body has enough fuel to do so. And if you fail to provide yourself with the energy and the nutrients required during exercise, the chance, chances are that you won't see results as quickly as you should. And obviously over a long period of time, your likelihood of becoming ill or injured will be increased. 
So I just want to look at some of the benefits. Uh, I've been making notes on, etc., about you know eating before you've trained. Certainly, it's going to give you more energy. Now, in the body, we use carbohydrates and glycogen as the first source of fuel. And I've talked about these in previous podcasts, podcast one, podcast three. This is because carbohydrates and stored glycogen can be converted into something called ATP energy. And it can convert that faster than all of the macronutrients. Okay? And that's why the brain is predisposed to use sugar as a fuel source. And if you reference the keto diet, again, this is podcast three, <coughs> that's why the body chooses sugar first okay so it converts the uh, glycogen into atp energy and it's fastest therefore it's filling up your glycogen stores pre-workout and this will mean that you have more energy to perform your best also prevents muscle catabolism i can never i can never say that word prevents us from going catabolic okay because when we uh, exercise, if glycogen stores are quickly used up and depleted, the body looks for new sources of energy. And the first place it looks is our muscles. So by breaking down the hard-earned muscle, the body uh, can utilize the amino acids for energy. We don't want it to do that. This is really bad as it, it puts our bodies into a catabolic state, which can prevent muscle growth and recovery. Now, another reason we need to eat before training or take on fuel is to increase muscle anabolism okay now eating the right foods pre-workout means you cannot only top up your glycogen stores but by eating a good source of protein you'll be able to promote protein muscle synthesis and create an anabolic environment in the body and that means the ability for the body to restore and rebuild muscle and that's that's what we want all the time okay that's why we advocate eating healthy nutrition nutritious protein driven meals uh, constantly through the day so uh, what about what time to eat pre-workout and this this stumps a lot of people okay in every meal that you have you need to consider the three main macronutrients which are carbohydrates proteins and fats and obviously uh, the ratio that you're eating them and that, that depends on the type of diet you are and the type of person you are as well so if we talk about fats um, pre-workout uh, it is best to avoid too much fats okay and this is because although they're high in energy with nine calories per gram fats are very slow digesting this means instead of making you energetic they can actually make you feel sluggish and heavy so we obviously don't want that now with regards to protein which is the second macronutrient number three uh, pre-workout meals containing protein provide us uh, with a major benefit the prevention of muscle uh, breakdown and this is what we want all the time we don't want it to break down so by consuming a good source of protein before workout it can give your body the amino acids uh, that it requires uh, branch chain amino acids in particular which it needs to prevent muscle breakdown uh, and this is obviously aiding muscle recovery and growth so we don't want fats in a pre-workout meal we want protein and then as long as you're not on a carbohydrate uh, as long as you're not on a keto diet okay and we want carbohydrates and there's two types of carbohydrates okay a simple and complex okay so you've got simple and complex high, uh, carbohydrates but which ones are best for a pre-workout and this ultimately depends on your goal and the time of your pre-workout meal now simple carbohydrates are great uh, for 30 minutes to an hour before workout i find is to provide the, the body with fast acting glucose as fuel 
However, complex carbohydrates also play a role with your energy systems as well. <coughs> now, consuming uh, low GI carbohydrates, that's the glycemic index, okay, around two to three hours before workout, you give your body a slow-releasing source of energy, okay? And this means you'll be able to work out for longer, less likely to crash and burn in the middle of your training. So there's a difference there between simple and complex carbohydrates. Simple carbohydrates are things like sugars, uh, fruit, complex carbohydrates are things like oatmeal, pasta, potatoes, and rice, and things like that. So what about the timing of these? So for 30 minutes to an hour pre-workout, you'd be looking to consume a light meal and foods which contain simple carbohydrates and some protein. If it's about two to three hours pre-workout, then you need to consume a meal with around four or 500 calories containing a good source of protein, probably around 20 grams minimum, and some complex uh, carbohydrates, again, 20 to 30 grams of those. So an example of that could just be some tuna and rice, some chicken and a potato or something like that, okay? This is not about me selling you a diet or giving you a diet. You know you know, I do those. If you want them, you can come to me. Otherwise, you can just ask Jeeves. So I've put it together, um, you know, a list of pre-workout foods. They're not in any particular order. Things I've used in the past, Nisha's used in the past. And then um, I've been speaking to different people in the gym over the past couple of weeks and asking what they use. So I'm trying to get a bit of everything. But I've looked at loads of different things and um, I'll talk you through them now. So one of the simplest things that you could have, uh, if it's sort of first thing in the morning, for example, or 30 to 60 minutes before training, is a good old-fashioned banana. Now, bananas are a great source of natural sugars, uh, simple carbohydrates, and high in potassium. And in the body, potassium is only stored for a limited amount of time. So try consuming a banana around 30 minutes an hour before you work out. That's really good. Um, chicken, um, sorry, um, you've got another option, which is chicken, rice, and vegetables. Now, this is the stereotypical healthy meal. Okay, chicken, rice, and vegetables. It can be a bit more interesting than that, guys, but it's a classic pre-workout meal. Through combining a, obviously a good source of lean protein, complex carbohydrates, uh, this meal can provide really good strong amino acids to promote muscle and um, building in a slow-release source of energy. So you're likely to love to consume this meal uh, probably two to three hours before workout. Yeah, one of my favorites is this next one, which is uh, Greek yogurt and dried fruit. Uh, dried fruit is a simple carbohydrate. It's very high in sugar and it's high in calories. Uh, and when it comes to dieting, dried fruit is generally avoided. So when I'm uh, training for competition or Anisha's training for competition or anybody is, wouldn't recommend them. But a normal day-to-day -day running for everybody, it's not too bad, okay? So um, this food is great, certainly, to be consumed in measured amounts. Uh, prior to a workout to give you a quick source of simple sugar. And consuming dried fruit with Greek yogurt can also provide the body with a good source of protein, uh, which is going to help optimize your workout. So that one you'd probably consume maybe an hour to an hour and a half before a workout. Another favorite of mine, certainly every single morning, I'd say for the past 10 years, is uh, porridge. A porridge or oatmeal, whichever you prefer. And it's the ultimate pre-workout breakfast. Okay. This pre-workout food contains complex carbohydrates and is also a really great source of uh, soluble fiber, beta-glucan, beta okay? Now, by consuming oats around two hours before workout, 
you'll be able to satisfy your hunger throughout your workouts while also getting a great source of slow release energy and certainly try adding a scoop of protein powder to your porridge uh, that way you'll get a great source of protein and muscle protecting amino acids which we mentioned before but like i say if you're coming in for six o'clock really you need to be getting that in at about four o'clock half four whether you can do that is another thing you know so you can look at some of these options i'll talk you through them all again at the end of the list and you can write them down a really popular one here i found uh, fruit smoothies now many people think fruit smoothies are great tasting and super healthy which you know they can be again depends where you are if you're, if you're dieting down for a competition i wouldn't recommend them but normal day-to-day running okay not too bad now, while smoothies do provide a series of micronutrients, okay, it's different than macro, it's micronutrients, this is your vitamins and your minerals, uh, they're certainly very beneficial for health and well-being. They're also, however, full of sugars, including fructose, okay? Now, this means that smoothies are often very high in calories. What are often mistaken as drinks are actually meal replacements, okay? So be careful with those. However, consuming a fruit smoothie pre-workout is a great pre-workout meal option and can certainly provide you with a good source of fast-acting glucose. So again, first thing in the morning, if you do to do Nisha Fit, for example, at 6.15, or Core Chaos at 6.15 with Nisha at Exercise for Less, um, you know, you certainly have one of these at about half past five, you'll be spot on for that. Uh, whole grain bread, or oh, I miss bread, uh, sweet potato and brown rice, they're really good options as well. So whole grain bread, sweet potato and brown rice are great sources of complex carbohydrates which should be consumed about two to three hours pre-workout. Now combining these foods with a good source of protein will also mean you'll get a good source of slow releasing energy to fuel you throughout the workout. And a client of mine, Stephen, uh, who you features in lots of my recent videos, he's a keen cyclist and he went on a cycling holiday a couple of months ago. And this is the sort of thing I recommended uh, to him throughout the day to give him that slow release energy because he's cycling for eight and nine hours. The carbohydrates should be consumed by all those who are very physically active. But in particular, those who carry out regular endurance activities such as cycling and running, as I mentioned, uh, should concentrate more on these types of carbohydrate consumptions. And again, the thing, some of the things I'm saying here don't apply to people on ketogenic diets, and I'm not going to go into the full reasons why. If you've listened to the other podcasts, you'll understand why. Okay. So um, here's a simple one that I used to uh, use uh, back in the day, as they say: apple wedges and peanut butter. Absolutely remember them being delicious. Uh, you know, just slice some apple wedges with a small spread of peanut butter, and it's a really tasty pre-workout food. That's perfect for sort of 15 to 30 minutes before a workout okay so you're going to get some sugars there some um, essential fats and also some protein and that if you don't have a fruit smoothie maker would be an ideal one before you come to the gym now another of my favorites now the omelette i love eggs i've just bought 150 eggs this morning 15 quid oh happy days be through them seven days no problem Okay, so omelettes obviously made using the whole eggs and the egg whites, okay? Long gone are the days that we should just be looking at the uh, egg whites. There's uh, essential cholesterol and fats in, in whole eggs, so we need them. And they're a great source of muscle building protein and amino acids. An omelette should probably be consumed probably about 90 minutes to two hours before workout to avoid muscle breakdown and certainly promote muscle growth. Now, um, I mentioned this to Nisha the other day, and she hasn't made these in a while. 
homemade protein bars. We've got a recipe on our website. I think if you go on to t4training.co.uk forward slash blog, I'm pretty sure it's page seven, uh, the homemade protein bars are on there. So t4training.co.uk forward slash blog, or you can just go onto the menu and go to blog, and it's, I'm sure it's page seven. And homemade protein bars are super easy to make and perfect for a quick on-the-go pre-workout food. Uh, what's more, you can control the content, making the bars yourself uh, that are high in carbohydrates and protein or low in carbohydrates and high in protein. And, uh, you know, why not try our recipe that's on there? And actually, incidentally, this morning I made some protein pancakes. Um, so what did I use? I used four whole eggs. I used uh, two scoops of whey protein. I think that equated uh, to about 80 grams altogether. And then I topped that up with another 70 grams of wholemeal flour, a little bit of stevia sugar. Um, did I put some milk in? I did. I put 200 millilitres of milk in, um, a little bit of baking soda, whizzed that bad lad up and uh, set them going on the frying pan. Uh, and I used some zero calorie or one calorie coconut oil and uh, they were fantastic. They'd be ideal as well. And then last but not least, the good old protein shake. Obviously, if you're on the go or you're in a hurry or, or none of the above appeal to you, then a quick protein shake can solve your pre-workout problems. Uh, by consuming a shake with a, a good source of fast-releasing protein, such as whey protein, some simple carbohydrates, like possibly a multidextrin powder, uh, you can certainly get all the pre-workout nutrients you need in a matter of minutes. And I appreciate there's some vegans out there. Uh, you can get a pea and a soy protein as well, obviously, okay? So there you have it. That's a bit of a rundown as to uh, why to and, and the what of eating for success or just general intensity training. I'll just quickly run through those again. Um, you've got a choice of uh, bananas, uh, standard chicken, rice and vegetables, Greek yogurt and dried fruit, porridge and oatmeal, fruit smoothies, whole grain bread, sweet potato and brown rice, uh, apple wedges and peanut butter, or oh, lush, uh, omelettes, homemade protein bars, just give you a recipe there, copyright uh, Lee Axon, um, for pancakes, and obviously the good old protein shake. So quite a few things to choose from there. Okay. And if you're interested in how some of our foods look, uh, our Instagram channel, which is T4 underscore training, uh, I pretty much post loads of foods on there as well, uh, as well as some recipes, how to actually make them. That's on our YouTube channel, T4 training. Obviously, we've got our Facebook page, you guessed it, T4 Training, and uh, that's probably the, the best sources. We've also got Twitter as well, which is T4 underscore training. So T4 underscore training is the same for Twitter and for Instagram. And if you have the Exercise for Less app, um, I post some food in there, but I also post food in my own profile in there as well. So, quite a bit covered there. How long have we been going? Let's have a look. Where am I up to? Uh, 42 minutes. Surprised I haven't fallen asleep myself. Nisha says I bore myself. Okay, so let's move on to a couple of other things finally before I wrap this up. So, gym rant. Okay, so one of my main gym rants for a long time is slammers in the gym. And what's a slammer? It's people that throw the bar down, especially after deadlifting. Um, I don't get it. Um, if you can't control the weight, pop the weight down. And that leads me on to telling a story um, that happened uh, a few months ago. 
uh, featuring an absolute bell end. Um, I'm not going to mention the gym that we were in, uh, but it was a gym that we were doing personal training in, so we were certainly uh, in a position to, um, you know, look out for health and safety, etc., in the safety of others and uh, the maintenance of the actual building. So there was a guy doing deadlifts, and he was on three plates, uh, so that's three 20-kilogram plates on his side and the 20-kilogram bar, um, so a decent weight, um, and he was up, slam, down, slam, slamming, slamming, slamming to the point where people were looking around. He shows currently training a client and intervened and just went, look, you know, is it possible that you uh, you could maybe not smash the weights down so loud? And his comment back was, well, Lee does. And she was like, well, no, he doesn't. And I don't. I don't. I always control the weight, okay? That's the element of T4 training, uh, tempo, technique, time under tension, okay? So she said, look at, um, you know, there's risk that you're going to damage the actual bar, you're going to, you know, possibly hurt yourself. If the weight's too heavy, perhaps you should lower the weight. Well, you just went off on one. What do you mean it's too heavy? Who are you to tell me? Uh, it was quite bad crack. Um, so, you know, later on, Nisha mentioned it to myself. Obviously, I went round. I didn't go around to speak to him at all. Uh, I just knew he's the same set up the bar with three plates on, whacked out 10 reps, boom, no problem at all, placed them down. There could have been a family of ants on the floor. I placed it down so slowly it wouldn't even hurt them. Okay, back up. He didn't like that. Bless his heart. He, uh, he proceeded to just go around the gym, um, totally bad mouth is. He's on steroids, him. Baldies on steroids. People can say what they want, they've said it for years, etc. like that. You know, you can always point somebody out who's doing steroids, spots all over the back, look like a water balloon, it's absolutely not me. So really uh, bad crack on that behalf, you know, the sexism that does exist in gyms. That's only one story that Misha's uh, been involved in. But certainly come back to slammers in the bar, it absolutely does my head in that. It happens all the time. If you can't control the weight, the weight's too heavy, it's that simple. Okay, it's not the CrossFit Games. Okay, if you can't control the weight, it's too heavy. If you want assistance on how to deadlift properly with control and time under tension, give Nisha Raya a shout or any personal trainer. If you don't like us, boo hoo, we'll not lose any sleep. Um, the other thing I wanted to just mention as well is this uh, excuse that some people come up with of eating uh, cakes and you know chocolate bars and stuff just before training because what they're attributing is the calories in versus calories out rule which is just a load of bollocks because all calories aren't the same for example as we know protein and carbs are four calories per gram fats are nine calories per gram and i will not mention this person's name but this person will know who i'm referring to recently attended a little event uh, on an afternoon with work decided that uh, i believe it was a cupcake of some sort that she would have a cupcake because she knew she was coming to the gym in order she would be able to burn it off. Well, that doesn't sit right with me, okay? Um, because this person particularly came to me with the remit, and I can quote as, Lee, I want to be in the best shape possible. Anyway, this is all tongue-in-cheek. We had a little bit of rant about it. But on a grander scale, though, people do do that. I do remember years ago, uh, I worked with a woman, and she lost about four and a half stone. She was going to America, and I was amazed at that. And she said, oh, I've only lost it, so I can eat when I'm abroad. 
gun to your head, honestly. Put a gun to your head. And then finally, I've got a news flash for you. Okay, now I just need to take a bit of a sip of my skinny tea. I feel like I'm, I'm fat again. Hold on. Ah, that's it. Just lost two pounds. Okay, I've got a news flash for you. Are you sitting down? Seriously? Here it is. Exercise isn't easy. I want you to think about that one. Because if it was easy, everybody would be doing it, and everybody would have abs, and everybody would have be shredded the bits, and it would just be a great, great world. Okay, it would be a utopia with sexy bodies. Exercise isn't easy, okay? You have to actually put effort in to get somewhere. And that doesn't mean the 30 minutes, 45 minutes, 60 minutes, 75 minutes and 90 minutes that you put in the gym, in the classroom, in the treadmill. It means 24 hours a day. Okay, that includes sleeping well. Okay, to get the results you want, you've got to put the effort in. And I can speak now, and I'm going to keep this as light as possible. A recent client who shall remain unnamed worked with a personal trainer who shall remain unnamed for seven months. And ended up putting on half a stone. Blow my brains out, people. Blow my brains out. Okay, exercise isn't easy. You've got to put the work in. Okay? That's all I'm going to say on that one. I've got one other thing to say before I tell you about the next time. Have you heard of Big Slice in Sunderland? Okay? Big Slice is a very um, fast becoming um, best takeaway in Sunderland. Okay, if you go and just eat at the top of the ratings, they've got a food hygiene rating of five stars. Uh, we were recently there. Anyway, I'm not gonna say too much, but Nish and I have uh, met with the, uh, the owner of it last week. So I'm quite entrepreneurial, you know. Uh, I do like to, uh, to think of new things all the time, not just think of shit. Um, so anyway, we have got the ultimate cheat meal coming out with these guys, and uh, it's been a collaborative effort. So if you stand by at some point, you'll see a lot of social media on it. So if you're on Facebook, if you go to The Big Slice, they're in Sunderland, okay, you'll see um, shock horror pictures of Nish and I eating pizza. We do eat pizza, we're human beings at the end of the day. So yeah, we've got the ultimate cheat meal coming out. It's going to be called the Big Cheat Meal. And on the Big Slices uh, menu, he has all these preset meals called the Big, the Big This, the Big That, the Big Cheat Meal. And we all need a cheat meal once a week if we work hard. Some people like a cheat meal three times a day, but once a week we like a big cheat meal. And uh, there's a really, really, really good cheat meal coming into Sutherland Direct, okay? from T4 training and the big slice so you'll know more about that okay so that's us pretty much wrapped up next time um, we're going to talk about spot reduction that's not squeezing them on your back you little steroiders okay we're talking about spot reduction of um, fat around your body and we're also going to be talking about um, how to build muscle if you're a vegan and I'm going to get Nisha to cover these off just as a reminder, we're on Instagram and Twitter as T4 underscore training. We've got the old website, t4training.co.uk. 
And we've also got Facebook T4 Training. I'm on LinkedIn as Lee Axon, and Nisha's on LinkedIn as Nisha Axon. Oh, and certainly on t4training.co.uk, if you navigate to T4 Training or Trainers, and then you look at some of our reviews, it's called All Five Star Reviews. Okay, so if you're unsure with the real deal, all five star reviews, and there's all the details on there, and I've cleared them all on the one page, okay? So I'm going to do off now, I'm going to finish my skinny tea, and I just want you to remember one thing. If it's not T4, it's not simple. Speak to you next time. Enjoy your weekend. Bye-bye.